Welcome to episode seven of Sixes FM, your podcast for everything Sixes. Joining me today, we have Kath Cashel, the creator of the Pay It Forward movement, The Kindness Factory. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And also joining me today is our new signing for the Sixes, Dan Hughes. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, tell us a little bit about, about the re-signing. What, um, did you have much of a, you know, a thought process behind it or was it a definite yes? Um, you know, your season last year had a pretty decent season for the Sixers. Um, was it a hard decision? No, pretty easy decision for me. Uh, I love the group of guys we've got here. Everyone seems to be back in again for this year. Um, love the culture, love the coach. Um, I think we're in for an, a good couple of years that I'm here um, and I can't wait to, to start again this year. And for those playing at home, Dan actually created some history last year. He was our leading no. run scorer yeah. and only playing eight out of the ten games. I don't know if you know this, Dan. Um, you no. also no. scored the highest um, highest solo uh, total ever in Sixers history, 85 against the Heat. Wow. And you were the first Sixer to ever score 300 runs in a season. So well done. Round yep. of applause. Yeah, well done. Awesome. And that's... Let's repeat that as well. Let's do that again. <laughs> that forms obviously um, continued into the, the JLT that's just um, unfortunately wrapped up for the Blues. But how, how, how has that been going? It was fantastic. I mean, for me personally, it was another good one-day campaign. Um, unfortunately, we finished off on Sunday in a bit of a strange finish against the Vicks at North Sydney Oval. But uh, as I said, another another good campaign for me personally. Um, batting at the top of your order, I think in one-day crickets, an advantage. Um, it's the best time to bat, and of me and Maddo this year took advantage of that with some strong partnerships and built the platform for the rest of our batters. And yeah, hopefully I can continue to do that for New South Wales and the Sixers. Excellent. Um, and we'll go back to the, the strange ending on Sunday. But um, before we do, Kath, welcome. Thank you. Um, do you want to just tell everyone out there a little bit about the Kindness Factory and you know the, the awesome work that, that you and and the team do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're probably a, now we're a fully resourced um, not-for-profit organisation and, and basically probably the best way to describe it is that it is a pay-it-forward movement. Um, but I suppose on a more meaningful scale, we're supporting three categories underneath all the fun and social side of things. Um, uh, and they are um, mental illness, uh, those living with homelessness and those living with a, dis with a disability as well. So we sort of figured that those are the three key areas that needed as much kindness as possible and that's why we dedicated our funds and resources to those three areas. Um, but on a really fun side of thing and, and we like to keep it social, we are on a mission as well to achieve a, a million acts of kindness. So um, I think um, I did a presentation on it yesterday. So we're a, a long way from a million but a long way from zero as well. So in the last sort of 18 months, we've been able to record, I think it's 11,400 27 acts of kindness Jeez. which is really really yeah. cool and um just means that people are getting behind it yeah. and, and doing some really good stuff within the community and is that local or internationally uh, as well? that, that's globally actually so um obviously um i'm from from a rural town in in new south wales called finley um so i've got a lot of support in rural areas of new south wales mm -hmm. as well as sydney um and and that's through support of the likes of, of Dan who's sitting next to me and a couple of the athletes that have been engaged in, in what we do as, as well as um, uh, we went on a bit of a journey last year that it got some worldwide exposure and all those sorts of things. So we've got a heavy following not only in Australia but also in the UK and the US as well. Yeah. So it's really cool. And Dan, um, I think Kath just said that, that you're behind it and, and what, what do you do for it? Why, why did you choose to, to get behind the Kindness Factory? 
Um, I think last year, what did we do? We did Movember last year. Oh, the Dry July. And the Dry July. Yeah, we yeah, did, we yeah. did a couple of things last year. You I did Movember. And we did Movember. Did you carry it on with that? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, well, this hasn't still been going. So I think we're definitely going to do Movember again this year. I mean, it's a great cause. It's good to get behind Kath. Um, She's a great girl. She's doing she's doing wonderful things in the world. So it's just great to get behind her. Yeah, that's great. And um, for those who you obviously can't see because you are listening to us, but mm. make sure you do jump on and check out a few recent photos of, of Dan Hughes. Um, he's sporting a a moustache. Um, it's impressive. Yes. Interesting. Disgusting. Yeah. That yeah. That's probably the, the right yeah, word. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, make sure you do jump on it and have a look. It's it's very, very interesting. Do you want to give any background into why the moustache is there and a few other Blues boys sporting them as well? As well? Yeah. Um, well, it's happened in the middle of pre-season. Um, obviously, the boys are hard at work, running laps, lifting weights, and we just wanted to have a bit of fun. So we thought, why not? Let's start a moustache contest. <laughs> I actually came in late. We were having a few beers, and I was just like, oh... I can outgrow you blokes. So I came in about a month later and obviously mm, mine's the thickest the of the lot and this is the result. So, yeah, just a bit of fun. Um, there's eight of us There's eight mm. of us in at the moment and I think there's a bit of cash and a few beers on yeah. offer at the end. So, yeah, hopefully if it's last man standing, so it could go forever. Who knows? Oh, I <laughs> can't wait to see it when the Sixers season ro- rolls around. Got well, Maddo. there's talk that we might be dying in pink, so we don't know yet. So oh, there we go. Magenta. In magenta, sorry. Yes. Don't say yeah, that. It's much right. more impressive in real life, though. I mean, yeah. I've been watching, the, it's the JLT Cup now, and it, it looks impressive on TV, but I must say, being <laughs> in a real <laughs> treat today. It's good. Oh, Thank you. Gosh, let's digress from uh, the, the mo. Um, let's start with our uh, successful segment. Uh, Dan, this mm-hmm. is where you let us know who um, six people, any six people in the world that you would like to see play in the Big Bash. Right. Um, well, I don't know who the rest of the guys have said, but obviously other top athletes in the world I'd like to see, Roger Federer, Nadal, Dustin Johnson, um, even Tiger Woods, these types of guys have a crack at our game. I think that would be wonderful to see how they go at our sport. And there's one other guy that I sort of want to throw under the bus. I've been trying to convert for a while. Mm-hmm. He's from Triple M, uh, the grill team, Gus Wallen. Oh. I, think he's, uh, I think he's a Thunder man. I think he needs to lose a few cakes yeah, before he... No, well, no, well, yeah. kidding, guys. Oh, the boys will whip him up in the shave. And I've, <laughs> I've been trying to convert him for a, a couple of years now, so hopefully we can get him over in a pink shirt, but I'd really love to see him here. Oh, God. Interesting, interesting mix. Cap, <laughs> any, any thoughts on the... the f- that was only five. Was that only yeah. five? Oh, let's Might. throw... Who else can we throw in there? What about the GM? We'll throw Dom in there as well. Let's, oh. see, let's see if we can get him in a I think he's been um, thrown under the bus too. I think Nath... Didn't they throw him yeah. on the bus as well? Okay. Or put him in there so he yeah, get off the bench. Yeah, he tries to give out a few pointers there on the bench, so we'll see if we can get <laughs> him out there and see how he goes. Kath, would you um, be interested in seeing that team on the park? Yeah, I think that would be an interesting mix of people. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, I mean, some of the, the legends of the game who would never have even thought about T20 cricket. So, um, you know, the likes of Don Bradman and a few of those other people. But... Um, uh, probably some of the baseballers. I don't watch too much of it. Did you m- any of those guys baseball? No, I'm not, I don't know yeah. many baseballers. Just to so. see how they went in, <laughs> yeah. in trading hand, I guess. But well, It's funny you say that. I tried baseball. I went to a batting cage sure. um, when we were on holidays last year, and it's actually extremely difficult to hit a round ball with a round bat. Oh, <laughs> I, I found it quite hard. <laughs> it's so a lot thinner, hey, It's a lot like, thinner, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, just going back to Gus, obviously I do enjoy Triple M, but... Um, where would you place him on the field? 
Oh, I don't know. I'll just to see him run the drinks it would be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, guys, you've actually been cut. You're now, you're now the water boy. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, well, hopefully we might be able to get Gus 13th man. Yeah, get him out of a green shirt. Get him over Yeah, here. Yeah, in magenta yeah. again, Daniel. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and look, we'll, we'll move on from that. And like you already mentioned, um, it was a very interesting end to the, the JLT mm-hmm. One day cup for for the Blues um, at North North Sydney Oval the other day. Do you want to just give us a little bit of insight into how the players were feeling when that decision of ending play yep. happened? Uh, confused. We all came together there at, after about sixty odd overs, mm. and the umpires deemed it was too unsafe to continue play. We we were a bit shocked given. We had to bat on it first. So how they can come to a decision and say it's unsafe for one team and not the other is a bit confusing. But um, as I've said this week, welfare is the most important thing, player welfare. And if they think it's too dangerous, it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately for us, I know they only needed 30 runs. We had an international attack playing. You know, so we, we thought we were still a very good chance to win that game. Yeah. So unfortunately that ended our campaign. But we can't do much about it. Um, I think... We were trying to launch an appeal, but there was no grounds for an appeal. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it ended. Yeah. What um, What's the feeling now, obviously, a few days post? Are the boys still, you know, a bit upset or it's mind shift now focused on the shield? Um, the boys are still a bit upset, but the result yesterday um, is good for us because we, we like to see the Veeks get beat. They got beat <laughs> quite convincingly yesterday in the elimination final. So Yeah. So it's not too bad at the moment, but we're we're mainly now focused on the Sheffield Shield, which starts next Friday down in Adelaide. Um, we've got we're putting out pretty much a, a test side, so um, hopefully we can get off to a good start there, and yeah, a few of the boys can get some time in the middle, and the bowlers can get some bowl some time in their legs, and um, yeah, we'll start our campaign off there pretty strongly. So you've got. Uh South Australia first and then... South Australia and then we've got WA at Hurstville, yeah. Yeah, Hurstville, yeah. yeah. And when do you play the Vicks? When do we play the Vicks? I don't know. That's a very good question. It must be at North yeah. Sydney again. Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. is the... Um, obviously, the plan is to, to bring the title back yeah. north of the, of the border? Yeah. We haven't held the Sheffield Shield for... It might be four years. Yeah. I think it's four years now, so... Yeah. And we were chasing three in a row in the JLTL Cup, so we missed out there, obviously. But hopefully this year we can have a strong Shield campaign and bring that trophy back. Yeah, excellent. And, um, you know, you're saying that, you know, you're fielding pretty much an Aussie side. Um, what What's going to happen with, this, with the team? and How much of a shake-up is it when, you know, the likes of Nathan Lyon and um, the other boys have to, to leave the Blues and, and go into Aussie camp? Um, well, it's good to have them around. We've got them for the first three rounds. I mean... If we if we can get three wins on the ball, that, that's massive before Christmas. Um, it's great to have them around, learn off them, see how they go about their things. Um, but we feel a strong New South Wales team. That means other teams are strong, like our second eleven, club cricket, and all other teams. So it's great that they're around, um, and hopefully we can we can um, tap into their their thoughts and their professionalism, and um, hopefully, as I said, get some wins out of them while they're here. Yeah, and obviously with the Ashes coming up. Um uh, what, what are your thoughts? You know, England, they've been going through a bit of turmoil with um, Ben Stokes and, and, and all that. But um, the boys, obviously the ones who are in the, in the blue squad, um, you know, what what's their feeling? Do they think that they can regain or retain the Ashes? 
they're actually very confident. I mean, yeah, England are going to bring over a pretty strong squad, whether Ben Stokes comes or not. Um, but I think the guys are quietly confident. Um, they're playing on home soil. They never like to get beat here. They always fire up. We've got we've got an awesome attack. Our batters are in great form. Um, there's no reason why we can't beat them 4-1, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. We can put on a very good show. We don't like get beaten at home. Um, so I think the boys are around to go, and I think we'll put on we'll put on a masterclass. Yeah, and obviously um, the girls kick off the Ashes campaign this coming Sunday, um, or actually yesterday, because this will be on Monday. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, <clears throat> yes, obviously the girls kick off the the campaign first, and um, playing up in Brisbane, and then down in Coffs Harbour. Um, Kath, Dan, what are your thoughts on the exciting series, especially after um, the girls, you know, losing in the World Cup? Now it's kind of time to get their revenge. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be a close series, actually. I think um, Australia have got a lot to prove on home soil, so there's probably a little bit more to lose from their point of view. So I suppose if you had, if someone was to have the upper hand, it would be Australia on their home soil and in, in home conditions and everything like that. But obviously England are the, um, are the world champions at the moment, so they're going to be a really strong side to beat. And I know that um, Heather Knight... Um, has has a point to prove I think um she's new in that leadership role and I know that she's got um or she wants to stamp some sort of credibility on the competition and all those sorts of things so um I think it'll be a very tight series but I think it'll be a good one and I think Australia will get up yeah 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 are you going to be at a few games Dan uh I don't know I don't I don't <laughs> think so <laughs> don't I'm sure if you schedule it I might get down there <laughs> Um, yeah, obviously we have a few Sixers girls in there. Um, Alyssa Healy, um, Elise Perry, and a few of the, the younger girls, Lauren Cheadle as well, who we've yeah. um, recently signed. So it should be a very interesting competition. Ash Gardner in there as well? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, Sixers yep. everywhere. I love it. Yeah, good. Good. Magenta, Magenta everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> um, and we'll move on from, from that. Uh, Dan. Yes. You've recently purchased a puppy am I correct that in saying correct. that yeah I have um well, we have not just me yeah. <laughs> what what who are you away away from cricket you know we've um, just spoken a lot about how incredible your recent history has been um with scoring lots of runs and um you know away from cricket what besides growing a horrendous moustache <laughs> <laughs> um yeah who who are you and what you do you do let give the fans a bit of an insight um I'm pretty chilled out, relaxed type of guy. I don't like to do too much. Um, obviously, just purchased a dog, so most of my time goes into him at the moment. Um, What's his name? Cruz. Cruz. He's a bit of a handful. Um, he needs walking four or four times a day, four or five times a day. Um, he is in a world of his own, does whatever he likes, doesn't listen to me. He's been to puppy school, um, listens to his mother, not me. Um, so he takes up much of my time at the moment, but other than that, um, play a lot of golf. Another golfer. Another it seems golf, yeah. everyone who I chat to well, loves that, golf. Yeah, well, it takes up four or five hours of your day when you play around a golf. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's nice to get out there and relax and hit a few balls. Um, other than that, no, love to hang out at cafes, drink coffee. I love my bre- breakfast, my favourite meal of the day. Love to just chill at the cafe and you do and my Abu, own thing, read Abu the paper. Have a smash, yeah. Wherever I go, I, I order the same thing. doesn't matter where I go. I like to try th- different things, but I always order the same thing. What's the uh, Daniel Hughes special? It would just be scrambled eggs with avo, crispy bacon, 
Um, and what else should I get? An almond piccolo. Oh, that's not Eastern Suburbs at <laughs> not all. Not Eastern Suburbs at all, no. <laughs> Kath, what's your breakfast special? Oh, probably smashed avo, I reckon. Yeah, on, on toast with an almond cappuccino. Mm-hmm. Strong one. Oh. I have about four shots in my coffee. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, it's I'm pretty four heavy. coffees a day as well. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, mine's in the one yeah, cup. No wonder I can't sleep. Do you, um, Dan, do you play against any of the other sixes, boys and girls? Because, you know, I was speaking to you know, Alyssa Healy and I know Lauren Smith as well. They love, um, you know, going out and playing a few holes. Mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been... I've never played against any of the girls, but I know Lisa's very good. I've seen her, I've seen her hit a few balls at some of the golf days, and she's very good. Mm. Better than Mitch? Uh, Mitch is a bit scratchy, but yeah, <laughs> she, she, I don't know if she's better than Mitch, but he, he's good on his good days. Uh, Moses is very good. Abbott's very good. I'm just, I just hack my way around the golf course. I'm off, I'm not off single digits. I'm off about twenty, so I'm not great. But uh, I, yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Gosh, I. Still couldn't get into golf. Kath, are you a golfer? No, mate. I've got a bit of a bad back, so um, it's probably pretty bad for me to be playing golf. But no, um, post cricket days, I'm uh, stick to the gym and yep. pretty pretty sensible actually. So, Kath, I'll throw back to you again. Um, just a bit more information, not information, but um, you know, any of the amazing stories that you'd like to share with us that have come from the Kindness Factory and I know that I do follow you guys on, on social and some of the posts are just incredible and it really does warm your heart and see how much great stuff is happening out there. Do you want to share any with maybe the people who are listening who have never heard of the Kindness Factory before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what's some of your favourites then, I guess, if you're a, um, an avid follower? Yeah, um, I, really, I, from the very quite. start, the... Um, <laughs> The hairdresser, he was my favourite. Yeah, great. He, he popped up a few times. Uh-huh. Um, and the, I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure you went down to Melbourne. Yeah. And there was a, a guy who took John, you in yeah, or yeah. he flew, oh, one of them flew you down. Yeah, right. Or something. But the most recent one um, about the family over in, I don't know if it was Syria or. In, I think it was in Paris, one of our, yeah, our followers. Someone, yeah, posted about how yeah, there's so many yeah. homeless and. You know, the, the amazing smiles it brought when, they, you know, she gave them some of her f- food. It was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So, what, like, people are sort of, um, I suppose one of the things I struggled with when I was sort of establishing what we were as an enterprise and all those sorts of things is that it was heavily driven by me and a few of my close friends. Um, and the beauty of what we're doing now is that I've got people who I've never met before sort of acting on our behalf and adding to our tally and everything like that. But, um, yeah, this, some of those stories are absolutely brilliant. Probably one of my favourites is um, a man I took out to dinner who I met on the street who asked if I had cash and only had a credit card on me so we sat down and enjoyed a meal together and he mentioned that he was homeless and looking for a job Um, so I just posted a photo of him on our website saying can anyone give this guy an upper hand he doesn't need cash he just needs help finding a job Um, so we upskilled him and helped him get his heavy vehicle license so kindness factory one of our initiatives was to pay for that um so for that qualification and as a result of that he was able to find work and he's now in a halfway home and doing really really well so i suppose what we're doing is just acting as a conduit for these remarkable stories to sort of happen um around the place another one was um one of my neighbours um, was a, a lifelong bikey. He'd been in a gang for a really long time and we coincidentally met in our local park um, where he offered me a ride on his scooter, which I accepted. And uh, we got chatting and he mentioned that his son had passed away the day before. 
um, which was really heartbreaking. It was a tragic accident and no mm. one sort of foreseed it coming. Um, and as a result of us meeting and everything like that, he, he, he asked if he could be a brand ambassador for us. So I gave him a hoodie and all those sorts of things. And he actually saved a life recently. So yeah. he decided to connect with one of his neighbours, Found um, went to go and check up on her. So she was quite ill. Um, found that she'd collapsed in her doorway. Um, she'd been there for three days and unconscious. And he held her hand and called the ambulance and all those sorts of things. So he knocked on my door the other day and said, um, just want to let you know this is what I've been up to and all those sorts of things. So I think the, the, the simple thing and the message behind us is that it's really simple stuff and you know maybe it does have the potential to to change and save lives um in a, in a really big way but then also i suppose just the the power of human connection as well yeah. is quite special so incredible um, yeah that's what we've been up to since we've had dedicated resources it's sort of yeah. taken off um in a, in a really special way which is really cool how, what are you doing or how, how do you envision getting to that one million acts of kindness um, well, it's really exciting, actually. I'm, I'm pitching to a really large company on Monday um, about this technology platform that we're trying to build. So mm-hmm. we're looking for funds and um, and builders of, of app, app technology and, and developers and all those sorts of things. So I'm, I'm going to a really large, well-known organisation on Monday to see if they can help us with what's known as, I don't know if you know of this user yet, it's called a hackathon. Have you ever heard of that? No, either had I. So um, I do... Hack off that Moathon. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should take Husey with me. I don't know. Um, so it's just a, um, a way of... I do a lot of um, corporate speaking. So mm-hmm. I went in there, I delivered a, like a, a talk to them and they asked how they could become involved. And I mentioned that we're trying to develop this app and they said, surely we can help you out there in IT and um, communications company. So I said, okay, well, how? And they said, come and pitch and we'll dedicate our staff to you for 24 hours in this hackathon where they just um, commit all of their energy and time and resourcing and brains, I guess, into um, a concept. So um, this concept will be similar to a pay it forward concept, mm-hmm. but it'll be a way of making kindness transactional for the time for, for the time poor and for people who don't really want to make themselves vulnerable in a you know face-to-face sense. So sort of bridges a few gaps yeah, wow. that we sort of found yeah. um, in, in what's deterring people from being better to each other. So, so exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's, it's new age stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's awesome. There was a hackathon for the Sixers, Dan. What would the 24-hour challenge be? <laughs> hackathon? I don't know. It's a good question. What would the 24-hour challenge be? Take IT away from it. Probably is a good Korean start. Yeah. It's a 24-hour challenge. Well, it can't be Mo-related because we're already doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Liz, you put me on the spot here. That's what it's all about. That's a tough question, though. So tough question. You'd help build me there. I need, I need yeah. time. I need time to think about that. Can't just put me on the spot. Okay. I'll <laughs> no, but Kat, that's that's really exciting, and Cheers. hopefully that you know helps create or make steps towards that that one million. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess for those listening, like, how can they um, help assist in getting getting there? Yeah, I mean, just jump onto any of our social media networks or our website, which is just www.kindnessfactory, or one word, .com. Um, and you can go on there and have a look at what other people have been up to as well mm-hmm. as sort of logging your own sort of acts of kindness and all those sorts of things as well. But, um, yeah, I'd love to hear from, from anyone. Yeah. Dan, have you experienced or delivered any acts, acts of kindness recently besides the many runs that you have scored for the sixes and helped yeah. us get to the final. Well, I don't know if they're acts of kindness, but since I've got a dog, I find myself picking up other people's dogs' poo. <laughs> 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 I 
That's definitely that an act of kindness. That Absolutely. is a massive act of kindness. <laughs> There's a reason people right. don't pick it up. If I have to do it, everyone else should have to do it, and I just don't like it. I either tread it, my dog treads in it, or whatnot. So, yeah, I find myself picking up other people's poo. Down the poo picker. <laughs> right. Did you take one of those bags? Yeah, I'll take one of those bags. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on from that topic. Um, Dan, moving forward, obviously, um, pretty successful season last year, unfortunately. The boys losing in, in the final over in Perth. We won't talk about that too much. Um, has it been, obviously, you know, it's very much state-based at the moment, but have you had started to have chats with, um, you know, Moses and Sean and a few of the other boys about what, what the season BBL 07 is going to bring for the Sixers? Uh, as you look back over last year, I think we were pretty inconsistent. We win one, lose one, and we were just too inconsistent. We thought we were very lucky to make the final. We didn't play mm. well enough. And when we got to the day... The scorchers were just too good for us. We had, yep. we had a bad day. So I think this year, looking forward, if we can be consistent, win a couple of games on the trot and build that confidence, I think that'll hold us in good stead if we can we can just stay consistent throughout the year. Yeah, and, um, you know, the um, we're, we're, yeah, you were very in, inconsistent. Um, however, there were, you know, there were some great, great things that to come out of last season like I said your your scores and the, the records that you that you did set um are, are you going to set yourself a new challenge for, for this coming season uh yeah I, I'd really love to score 100 at the top of the order so yeah. that, that's a goal I'll set myself this year I mean I got 80 last year got 80, out with 85 85 sorry got out with a couple of overs to go should have won us the game so I think for me personally it's being there right to the end to win games for your team yeah and I think another individual performance last year was Sean Abbott like he was he was phenomenal last year and I think he'll be looking to build on that this year again yep. and, and take take lots of wickets and score lots of runs again next year yeah um who are you most looking forward to either coming back into the magenta side or you know is there anyone out there that you're hoping that we do sign I look forward to the two Pommy boys coming back Roy and Billings they were a great asset to the team yep. great culture around the boys. Um, I just really loved it, enjoyed it, embraced it, and they were great to have around the team and really look forward to getting them back. Yeah. And, and they're both two pretty good players, to be fair. Yeah. They were in their own right. <laughs> um, and what about on, on the, the girls' side? Obviously, we took out the championship last year and, Catherine, I don't know if you, if you saw much of the, the competition. Um, you know, what, what do you think is in store for the girls? We, we signed some recent, you know, Lauren Cheadle and... Just re-signed uh, Alyssa and, and um, Elise as well, which is very exciting for the club. Um, you know, Dan, I don't know if you've seen them around either, but you know, can the girls go back to back? Yeah, I think a hundred percent. I think they've only built on their player base from last year, which is was phenomenal. Um, I think they've got Erin Burns as well, who's probably a, a huge signing for you guys. She's actually my best friend, so nice. Um, so that's a, a really good good signing as well as Lauren Sheedle as well. And uh, she's back to full fitness now, is she? Yeah, or? yeah, she's yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. She's back. Yeah. So I, I, I don't really see how you could beat a team like that. Um, obviously lost Lisa Stalake, but I think those two signings have probably combated that. Yeah. Um, both really key players in the field as well. So, I, yeah, I'm not sure that you could, you could beat them. But, yeah, yeah, that's my two cents. I definitely think they can go back to back. Yeah. As you said, they've built on their list from last year and kept... Kept a few of the girls who were there last year. They know how to win it, so I think I think they'll be definitely a force this year again. Do you think that um, the boys might ask the girls for a few tips? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, it was disappointing last year when the girls got over the line before yeah. before our game. Um, 
and just to see how excited they were when they won the comp and how disappointed we were when we lost. Yeah. Um, we we just can't wait to get back out there again and, yeah. and get that win on the board in the final, hopefully. I guess, you know, it's a question that I hasn't really been asked, but what was the feeling like? Obviously, the girls and the boys came together after the men's final and, you know, the girls being in such a high spirit and the boys, like you guys just losing, you know, what was it like to, you know, how did you combat your... Um, I guess sadness and you know uh, being upset about losing the final but yet again you know you've got your teammates with the girls who are you know on such a high from winning. Yeah that was that was a pretty fun fun part of the day at the end of our game actually after we lost obviously we were down as you said but we brought the girls into the change Mm. rooms and then pretty much all of our disappointment went away we just wanted to focus on them celebrate their win and I think that was great for the two teams to do that. We came in, had a drink, had a chat about it, had a bit of fun. Yeah. I mean, it was great. All our disappointment went out the window when the girls came in. We were so happy for them. Yeah, and how, how has it been, obviously, with the inception now, the, the WBBL going in its, into its third season? Um, you know, what's it like being you know, in a club that does have both the male and, and female teams? Is there much um, collaboration? Um, do you guys you know, talk much about the game or maybe not about the game, but just general stuff to do with, with the Sixers? Yeah, we do. We do talk about the game a lot. We always talk about how big the, the women's game's getting. It's it's going from strength to strength. Um, you can see that just from the WBBL. Um, and it's just great to have those two teams at, at a great franchise and, and both teams doing so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, guys, we'll, we'll probably wrap that up there. Thank you very much for coming in. Kath, wish you the best um, in getting to the one million acts of kindness. Thank um, you very much. Dan can start logging his uh, poo picking. Oh, poo picking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, as I said, Kath, good luck with it all and, and do hope um, that, you know, if the Sixers, any brand ambassador out there, anyone... Anyone out there who does an act of kindness, lodge it um, on the website. And, and Dan, it's great to have, have you back in Magenta. And Thank you. look forward to you, you breaking some more records. And good luck with the Shield. Can't wait. Thank you very much.